Hey you guys, welcome to episode 6 of Project Liz. I am your host, Elizabeth Richardson. I'm excited to bring you this episode because it is going to be a conversation with myself and a woman I have met through the social media platform of Facebook. Her name is Jaylee. I had added Jaylee um, maybe a couple weeks ago. We talked a little bit, but she made a post yesterday which is Sunday, and she talked about being quiet about the pain that she's went through and being a victim of mental and emotional and physical abuse and how that really created a sense of anxiety for her at a young age. And the more she went into her her post, it made me think back on different things have that have occurred in my life that now as being my own boss I'm now reflecting and getting more time to think and work on these these skeletons that I have in order to improve myself and my self-love in developing my own mind and mentality to to be vulnerable with my emotions and be aware of my actions, especially the actions I put, um, the energy that I bring to any situation that I attend and also for myself. So I'm very excited that Jaylee and I have talked and I want to bring her on so you guys please welcome Jaylee this is going to be an exciting conversation and I look forward to your guys's feedback on this do me a favor and comment share this with your friends subscribe to the podcast her and I are looking forward to showing you our transparency and this is a, a big leap for both of us in different ways, but we are so excited to bring our minds together, bring our lives together, and expose it ourselves. That's the, the big victory on this, is that we're going to come together and talk about it. You guys, I'm excited for this conversation, and I know you can't wait, so here it is, you guys. Enjoy. How's your Monday been going? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, how about um, yours? I'm sorry. How about yours? Good. Um, so I was like, I've been praying really hard on just getting my schedule booked in like a productive way, so I'd actually be meeting with a lot of different people as an entrepreneur, and you know, with that comes my anxiety and the triggers of meeting different people and new people. Right. So just like by working on myself and us doing this podcast on anxiety and the the different triggers and things that um, can come up that are unexpected and just kind of working my mindset a little bit better, just preparing myself in more positive ways has really helped me. And then 
and without having such like fear or anxiety of what people would say and then my schedule's booked all this week so I'm excited oh yeah that's awesome and I wanted to tell you I saw your um video on Facebook with the other woman named Liz and I wanted to say since you know we've been talking since I know about your anxiety especially with um introducing yourself to new people and interacting you did well no one in that video but no if you were type away so (laughs) thank you um so much yeah I was I was really scared even just to it was my first time going over her house and I just looked at it in a positive mindset like this is a big step this is someone new this is a relationship that I want to be building and so when I got there she's asking me you know what are we going to talk about and I'm like no idea let's just go with it let's just see where the conversation leads and I'm just all kind of now I used to be about it being in black and white and everything being planned and now I'm like let's just go with it and see what happens instead of having it being scripted right well I I appreciate that oh no problem no problem so um yeah I'm gonna let you kick this off a little bit because um I know my experience with it but I don't know um I would know how it is to be the kid with a a parent Mm -hmm. with a mental health condition but um, I don't know the, the other end of being the mother aspect of it, I guess. Yes. Okay. So, you know, let's just start off with this. We, It's unfortunate there is no handbook to this, to parenting, you know. Um, and there's a lot of obstacles in life that make this journey of um, understanding how to be a parent and understanding yourself as a parent. Um, especially, you know, if you uh, had a child at a young age, I mean, did we really see ourselves as being parents? Did we really fully know what that took? No. You know, so it's quite, it's quite a journey along the way, learning. You know, with that, I think everyone pretty much understands this part. There will be mistakes. Um, some major, some small. And when you suffer from a mental illness, you know, especially if you aren't even aware of your illness or even aware of how to control it, yeah, there's gonna be some mistakes. And I, when I first got pregnant, um, by this time I knew, I pretty much had a good idea that it was anxiety. Um, Still at this point, I did not, I was not aware of social phobia, but I definitely knew I most likely was suffering from anxiety. Um, and so of course, you know, yeah, I had, I had tons of thoughts, you know, my thoughts range from. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. I'm sorry. I did not even know we were disconnected. Yeah. No worries. Okay. Um, where my, it, it, we were talking about when you first got pregnant, um, and you didn't know if it was anxiety. Right. No, I knew I was pretty certain I was suffering from anxiety. What I did not know at that time was, um, that I also have social phobia. Um, but you know, at that time, just even ha- just even pretty much, uh, accepting that I have anxiety, you know, of course I started having questions. It's, it's, 
thoughts and stuff. And I'm like, well, is it going to be passed down to my child or is it an environmental thing? Because at that time, I wasn't even certain whether I was born with it or it was strictly from my environment and my experiences and things that I have been exposed to. Um, I do know, though, that mental illness can be passed down. So, you know, you go through the motions of, well, I don't even fully understand what I'm going through. I don't want my child to be affected by this because the number one job of a parent is to protect. You know, you don't you know, you don't want to be the reason that this child may suffer or struggle in life, you know, so that those feelings were very overwhelming in the beginning and it was like you know you already have fears of am i going to be a good mom am i going to be a good dad um do i even know how to take care of a baby do am i gonna you know they don't talk i have to figure out what's wrong with them because they when they cry or you know they're sick there's a lot of questions (laughs) that you have and it sucks when you also have to question how healthy or unhealthy your mind is. And if you are even up for the task of raising a human being, and one, you may be still trying to raise yourself, and two, you're suffering from any type of mental illness. So, you know, I I got to the point where it was like, well, it's here, and I know it's here. Now, what I need to do is educate myself on signs and symptoms, even in children, if that's what I need to do. Because I I looked at it like, if I could get a head start on how she's possibly presenting, or if she is at all, maybe I can help her a lot sooner in her life. And as she gets older, certain areas of anxiety or social phobia, she won't be affected by if we we nip it in the butt quicker. so I, I went through those things, you know, and, and so I that's exactly what I did. I researched and I educated myself on the signs and symptoms in children. Um, I also... So what are some signs um, within children that can arise? Um, they're very much no different than what an adult would show signs and symptoms of. And they're very much not different than what someone would show if they're nervous. And that's why I believe I had stated in another conversation where sometimes anxiety is overlooked because so quick to think, oh, that's just nerves, you know, um, I'm shy or I'm timid, you know, you can easily, uh, write it off as something else, but it's, but it's way deeper than that. Right. And, and how you figure that out is you start paying attention to when does this individual start showing these signs? You know, um, how do, how intense are they responding in this situation? You know, and, and with children, um, nail biting, uh, sleep issues, just like adults, um, their sleep pattern is all out of whack. Um, diet even, uh, what, what, what they're eating and what they're not eating. Sometimes we look at children and because they don't want to eat certain foods, we're just like, oh, they're being a kid. Oh, that's what kids do. You know? Well, yeah, kids do. Kids are are picky, but pay a little bit closer attention. You know, is she is she has your child he or she stopped um, eating even things that they would normally eat, like certain fruits or certain vegetables or, I mean, uh, protein or whatever it is that your child usually eats. Have they stopped eating that? Okay, that's what we're looking for. We're not looking for you put a plate of asparagus in front of a three year old and they don't want to eat that. 
chances are it's because they're three years old and asparagus is nasty to a three-year-old. You know, it's stinky and, ew, what is this? You know, home. No, you got to look a little bit deeper than that. Um, So, like, yeah, so eating, the child's diet could be off. Um, You will even see physical signs and symptoms, maybe uh, sweating or sweating in certain areas on the body that they normally don't sweat in if they're just being active. Um, Pacing, shaking. Sometimes you will see people do stuff with their tongue in their mouth or does or does the child grind um, their teeth together? Um, yeah, so there's quite a few indicators and signs and things that you can look for. Like I said, it's not much different than what you could look for in an adult as well. Um, so like I said, yeah, I, I started paying attention to that. Um, also paying attention to the environment that I was keeping my child in, um, you know, cause as I said in the beginning, environment plays a huge role in developing mental illnesses. You may not necessarily be born with it, but the environment that you're in could definitely produce one. Um, right. Yeah. So did you notice in your daughter that she had any signs other than just like the common thing, you know, a kid not wanting to eat something specific just because they don't want to at that time? Yes, I noticed with her, the first one was her biting her nails. Um, now, when, if, when she first started doing it, you know, I don't want to jump to the worst case scenario, you know. Um, so when she first started doing it, I'm thinking like, oh, well, you know, I, I mean, growing up, there was either you were a nail biter or you weren't, you know, sometimes people do that. Um, I just thought maybe it was just a phase that she was going through. You know, she was real young when we started noticing it. So I was like, oh, it's just a phase or whatever. Kids, kids get very um, interested in their body. You know, um, so I just thought that's what it was. Well, then, like I said, you got to pay a little bit closer attention. So that's what I start doing. And I'm noticing that it's happened around certain times where like maybe um, first starting school or something is going on at school or something is going at the home. Um, you know, she would she would do that. And. I would say some things to her like, oh, you know, you shouldn't put your fingers in your mouth. That's nasty. You shouldn't do that. There's bacteria, blah, blah. And she would do it. And one time I saw her do it and she didn't even look like she was even conscious that she was doing it. And that's when I, when I, I knew that at that moment, because when the body is doing something to protect you and you're not even aware of it, that's a survival thing. So you are in distress. Your mind thinks you are in distress. Children can be in distress. Can they process that distress? Absolutely not. Can they articulate that? Absolutely not. But it's our job to pay attention to that because we know what it looks like, you know? And and growing up, you know, when I was trying to talk to older people around me saying, you know, I'm really going through some things. I feel stressed. I'm not really certain what stress is, but I think I'm feeling it. Oh, you're too young for that. You're too young. Oh, that's, you're not going through that. And that was the last thing that I wanted to do with my child because a lot of people make that mistake. We think because they're children that their mind cannot um, cannot experience stress. Right. It can. It can. No, I totally agree with you. Like my daughter went through a similar thing like that in like mid second grade until like recently. 
and I was doing the whole, you know, keep your fingers out of your mouth, you know, that's how you get sick, mm-hmm. and and then I just noticed she kept on doing it more, so I was like, you know, I want you to think the next time you put your hand in your mouth because you, of whatever you're feeling, and then let me know why. Right. And it took her a few days, and then she's like, Mommy, I figured out why I bite my nails. And I'm like, why? She's like, because I have to read in front of the class. Yep. And I was like, oh, Isabella, you are the best reader that I know. You can do it. And so now it's been a long time, obviously. It's like a year. And now she's finally letting her nails grow. She She's coming to me and be like, my nails are growing, Mom. You see? You see? And I'm like, yeah, they're doing a good job. Keep them like that. They'll get longer. Right. And... And, and she, but she, and it's, it's good to see her grow like that because she's not replacing that anxiety habit with something right. else. She's working through like why she got nervous not to put her hands in her mouth to kind of talk to herself. You know, she figured out her own solution to calm her anxiety. Right. She hasn't told me what it is yet, but like she's she's smart for being that right. Way. And she may not fully know what it is yet. You know, she could very well still be in that I'm figuring things out area of life, you know, with that. And, and, And exactly how you approach that with giving her compliments and reassuring her, no, you can do this. You are definitely capable of that. Um, you know, even in that situation, because my daughter had the same issue. You know, I said, Maya, everyone in that classroom has the same nervousness and fear as you do. Just look at it like that. No longer look at it like you're the only one who's nervous um, to talk in front of the class or read in front of the class. Everyone is. Awesome. You know, now still to this day, um, she bites her nails, you know, so we are still working on that. It, it, it may be an ongoing process. I never put an end time on, on any healing, you know, I just believe in that. Right. Um, but other signs that I started noticing in her, along with the nail biting, is anger. Um, and I started seeing that four years old. Now, let me explain this anger. It's not anger in the sense of she's destructive. It's more like her temper just you know, she she can develop a temper quite quickly and at first i thought it was a normal kid you know just giving me attitude well then i started to pay more attention and i started noticing man she gets this way during these certain times not times of a day but certain situations and, and experiences that she's going through and i'm like okay i know exactly what this is you know of course i i suffer from the same thing you know and i I know what it means for me so i gotta you know so i approached her on it i i I asked her you know you know i've noticed that you get very angry or you're easily set off in these in these moments what are you feeling what's going on you know and at first you know she didn't open up because she couldn't articulate herself it's not that she didn't want to talk to me and tell me what's she just didn't know how to say it um but eventually she did and it was you know i i feel an over abundance of um feeling scared or confused or nervous in the moment and i that's just what happens okay well now i can work with that now i can help you work through that you know um other other symptoms was sleep sleep was a big one for her and it still is that's when i know because um 
I want to mention this. You can have peaks of your of anxiety. You know, you can go a duration where it's pretty stable. You know, you're experiencing anxiety, but it's not really at a high level. And then um, it can spike up and you could be at that for a day, two days, maybe a week, sometimes a month, depending on what caused it. So she goes through these periods where her anxiety happens to get to a certain level where it starts affecting her sleep. Um, and, she, you know, she could be in that in that phase, like I said, a day, two days, a week, two months. But um, that's another sure sign uh, that I'll know, okay, she's going through some things. Um, and I'm not sure about your daughter, but right now, you know, is the age where uh, puberty starts for them. So you add the hormones mixed in with that. <laughs> it's a challenge. It's it's a challenge for both her and I. You know, I, I'm I'm also learning how to recognize both of those things and understanding which one is talking today, or are they both talking today? You know. Yeah. Um, but I want to like applaud you though because you ask her those questions and you recognize it and pay attention because a lot of parents don't do that and and I'm not saying they don't do that or maybe they don't recognize it either they don't understand right and for me like I wasn't doing research on it I would I'm just an observer by nature but you also did research and and that shows like you're like I want her to know that she's not alone and I mean, not many parents would do that. They don't know. They don't know where to start. And so, all you have to do is begin. You just have to get curious, and especially with how you grew up with it, right. um, you were already curious about yourself. So, you just like researching about yourself made it um, more. I guess made you more yes. aware of of wanting your daughter not to be confused on who she is and let her know that she belongs in any situation she wants to be right. in. I think that is the most like special thing, especially to tell her like, you aren't alone, everyone else is nervous too. Like everyone's nervous. Right. Or they have anxiety or they're having fears of getting up and talking in front of the class. You are not alone. It's just it's different how everyone handles it. Well my angle from that can you hear me? Yeah, okay. I can hear you. The phone had cut out or the connection did for a second. So I want to make sure um, my angle with that, though, was I have the knowledge to potentially not let this anxiety get out of hand like it did for me. Now, and let me let me paint a picture. So say, you know, I happen to not be aware that she gets nervous in front of the class, you know, and doesn't realize everyone at that age is nervous. Everyone you're nervous anyways. You're not sure of yourself. At that age, you you don't know who you are. You don't know what you're not, you know? So it's very easy and it's a natural thing to feel uneasy, especially if you're going to be center of attention and you're not even confident in yourself. Um, but say if I didn't give her that knowledge and give her that understanding. Now, this is going to be something that gets carried on. It's going to get carried on into every setting that is set up just like that. And she's going to respond the same way every single time. And then here we are, she's going to get 25 years old and she's not going to be able to get that job that she is so worthy of having because, you know, all these years she's been too afraid to be that center, be noticed, 
you know? That's what I did not want to happen because I saw how it affected me. And like I said, if I have the knowledge, and this goes for anyone, not just my child, you know, or family, anyone. If I have the knowledge that could potentially make the journey for this person a little bit easier, it's my duty to to provide that. Um, And so with her, I'm thinking like, well, if I get a handle on these things sooner, maybe she won't be as affected as I am. And that's always the goal because I know I cannot remove anxiety completely. You know, I, I, I even, I, I can significantly lessen it within myself and within, within her, but it's still going to be there for both of us. But why not make this right. journey a little bit more enjoyable? I had to go through the hard stuff. She doesn't have to. So that that motivated yeah, me to awesome. to to um, you know, work extra harder. You know, I had to pay attention to her while still paying attention to myself. You know. Yeah, I was thinking of that because, I mean, it's like it's crazy the brain because it's like we can be in mom mode but then we're in self mode and it, it it's like we're completely different people in a way in our minds but we're still the same yeah. person and <laughs> like I feel I had my daughter when I was 21 like her and I grew up together so she'll treat me like her best friend sometimes and then I gotta have to get in mom mode right you know yeah and it's like okay well am I controlling my anxiety my fears for whatever is what triggered me to act that way towards her just to kind of flip a switch from best friend to mom what did she do you know what I'm saying and it's just like you have to make sure that also your mindset is balanced so that you can make sure that you're not harming them right. too. amen and that's that's whoa you know we talk about uh not having a book to being a parent that very part right there you know, it's like, you know, even I, I, I have a lot of knowledge about anxiety, but I'm still afraid that I might cause more damage because there's always something I still don't know when it comes to this, especially since it's so individualized and it's, and it's most of it is based off of, you know, experiences. Some of these experiences I, I don't, I can't be prepared for because they're in the future. You know, so you're always learning about it, how it affects you and this and that. And when that happens, it's great that you're growing and progressing, but there is room for error in that. And so, you know, there was many times where I would be stressed out just off of that. It's like, I know I have the tools to help her, but what if I go, what if I do something wrong? Or what if I don't have a certain tool? I may have five of the tools, but that sixth tool is what I need for her, you know? And, and yeah, I mean, I went through many thoughts of that. Um, you know, not loving myself, basically, not trusting myself and saying, you will do all right. If your intentions are always to help her and to understand her and to help her become a successful person in this world, you can do no wrong. Yes, you're gonna make mistakes, but the, 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 the positives and the great things that you, you provide for her will outweigh those mistakes, you know? And just go in it with that understanding that, you know, she's gonna make mistakes and understanding herself, you know, 
happiness, especially with with puberty now introducing itself. I mean, Lord knows we know the hormones make it. I'm so nervous for that. (laughs) Yes. But I mean, you just have to go day by day. Like I was thinking the other day when I was driving and I was just like frustrated and I was like, okay, today it just, it's not going to be perfect. Like this happens. This is just a situation, but also having to think like why I was irritated and that kind of stuff. And I feel like I'm growing every day just to know myself Mm -hmm. better. And it's helping me with my daughter too, because it's calming me. It's making me not want to like rush time, but more so enjoy every moment that comes rather than trying to like, um, fight every moment. Right. You know? Yes, most definitely. Yeah, I mean, right now where I'm at, you know, my daughter's 10. Um, sometimes, it's not often, but sometimes I fear like, am I too late? Did I did I start working on her too late? Other times I'm like, no, I'm confident. There's still time to retrain, retrain her brain so she's not affected by this. You know, it's, it's a constant battle, just like it is with yourself. Sometimes you're like, dang, I didn't do so good today. Uh, but tomorrow, tomorrow I may possibly, and tomorrow you may, and then you focus on that. You know, it's you're a constant, it's like a, uh, you know, a balance thing. Um, I think the best advice I can give, um, if, if as parents, if you know that you are suffering from a mental illness, the best thing is to really get in tune with who you are and really get in tune with who your children are or your child is. And that's going to be the best way for you to recognize things, to to even practice patience with yourself and your child or children, because patience is going to be the the, the key to this, to, to, you know, doing this part of the journey of being a parent. Um, you're going to have to practice a lot of patience and a lot of understanding. But, you know, just like I say for adults, I think that as long as you put in the work and the understanding and uh, be patient with yourself and patient with your uh, success or results, everything should be fine. But I mean, it is frightening at first. I will say that, you know, (laughs) you're like, oh man, you know, I don't want my bad flaws and bad influences to rub off on my child. So, so then you start looking at time. Then you're like, well, I need to hurry up and fix myself. I need to be fixed by tomorrow because by the time she's three, she's going to start understanding a little bit more, even talking if I say the wrong thing or she sees me freak out or, or this and that, you know, you're, you're going to have those thoughts. Um, the, the key to that is don't stay in those thoughts, you know, try to try to have faith in yourself like I want to share a story just last week and this and I'm sharing I want to share this story because you know it's been some years now that I have an understanding of anxiety and have an understanding that my daughter also suffers from it she has a very low dose of it but she still suffers from it um and so I just want to you know let it be known that still even with all the knowledge that I have obtained to this day I, I can still have a bad day. And last week, my daughter had done a project on some notable people. And so her and her class and um, the rest of the school were going to present their projects to us parents. And so 
she had been telling me like, oh, it's going to be on this date and you got to come to the school. It's from six to six forty five. So she had told me in advance. Now, here here's what happened or here's my reality as a parent with anxiety and social phobia. The moment she told me that instantly in my head, I'm panicking because I have to go and be around people and a large amount of people. And it's a lot of pressure on me because my daughter is expecting me to be there. So I'm going through the motions. Am I letting her see see that on the outside? No, you know, but in my thoughts, I'm like, oh my God, like I really, I really got to talk myself up for this. I'm, you know, I'm really nervous to do this, but she, she really needs my support. And, you know, it's a good thing. Like it's a positive thing. It's going to see creative art, <laughs> you know? So right. um, the night comes around. And I've mentioned in other conversations that we had that one way um, that I show that I'm having a high uh, level of anxiety in the moment is I get angry. I get very standoffish, um, closed off and angry. So as the day approaches, I start noticing as the time gets closer to when we need to be at the school, my attitude is not the best. I'm, I'm, I'm quickly irritated. I'm quickly bothered. And I know exactly what's going on. I know this is, a, this is the steps. You know, I first start with my attitude is a little off. It's not as pleasant. Then, then it progresses as I get closer to the thing that's making me even have anxiety in the first place. So we get to the school and I get there early. Um, I get there early. That's one of my little tricks that I do. Um, if I have to go out in public and go to a place with a large crowd, I like to get there early so I can assess the situation so that I am fully aware of what's going on and escape routes if need be. So <laughs> we get there early and, you know, I'm in my thoughts and I'm just, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't go in there. Not today. Today is, I just can't do it today. You know, I've made it this far. I'm here in the parking lot with her, but I just, so I told myself, no, you're going to get out of this car and you're going to go because you need to support her. So we go inside the school and, you know, I'm really starting to get nervous. It's, I, I feel like the walls are closing in on me. My breathing is changing. Um, I'm not as friendly. I'm not smiling at people. I don't even want anyone to talk to me at this point. So it's, it's really starting to come on thick and I'm still trying to keep my composure. And unfortunately, okay, this is not a success story, but unfortunately it just got to the point where I just, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I whispered to my daughter and I said, when it begins, I will be outside. And she goes, well, mom, you can't do that. You have to be in here and you have to look at everyone's projects. And I understand her angle but I can't really explain to her in depth in front of all these people that your mom is freaking out in her head right now. Today, today's not a good day for me. And, and, and it, it hurts, it hurts worse that you can't follow through with something, but then you're disappointing your child. And that's where the toughness comes in as being a parent with this. Because on those days that you're not successful, you really feel like you, you let your children down. And that's, a, I don't know about anybody else, but that, that's a feeling I don't like feeling at all, you know? And right, right, no, I can just imagine. Yeah, so I, you know, pulled her in closer and I said, Maya, your mom's not doing all right. 
my anxiety is acting up. I cannot be in this building any longer. I said, you did an awesome job on your project. I'm sorry that I can't stick around, but when it's over, I'll come in and get you. And she gives me this look like, you know, it, it, she was bothered, but then she quickly understood because I've been very open with her about this ever since I felt like she could kind of start to grasp what mental illness is. I started introducing it to her because that was the last thing I didn't want her thinking like, you know, I never understood why my mom would act like this or act like that. I'd you know, be upfront with her and just say, look, today, today I'm not 100 percent. That's the reality of things, you know. And I felt really bad, you know, I felt like, oh, she's in there all alone. You know, um, uh, the other kids' parents are there. How will she feel about that? You know, you take all those things into consideration and it really does take a toll on you when you don't have a successful day. But. Yeah, that's true. Cause I mean, just, cause I mean, I get that way when I like, when I have to show my face in my daughter's school because I don't like a whole bunch of people I don't know. Right. I feel like everyone's staring at me and I don't want to be stared at and looked yep. at. So, so like anger comes over me, but like I'll just hold a solid face. And so I just, it breaks my heart because I just know how that could feel for you. Right. When you have to tell your daughter, and I'm so happy that you told her and you like broke it down to her to where she's like, okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. But then also how your mindset has would be after that, like right. all the things that are going through your head. Because I know at the drop of a dime, my mind thinks like 30 different things in like five seconds when something happens and I get triggered. And then I'm like freaking out in my head and I'm like, whoa, what? Like, and and I don't know why yet. I just think like that. I, I, I write it off as I'm a woman and that's how my brain works. But it's an anxiety level. Right. Yeah. And I was, and you know, and, um, I, the thing is the reason why I wanted to explain to her what was going on. I don't, I don't want to be the bad guy to her. I don't want the image in her head that, that mommy, mommy can't be around people. So she never comes to school events. That's not what I want. I want my daughter to have an understanding that my mom does come to some school events and some she can't because she suffers from social phobia. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that my mom doesn't love me. That doesn't mean that my mom doesn't support me. I just appreciate when my mom tries. You know, that that's that's what I want to happen in our relationship and understanding, you know, um, because I always mean well and I always try. It's just the reality of it. Sometimes you can try and that day is just not going to work for you, you know? Right. And, you know, I, yeah, of course I still go through the beaten up, uh, motion of it. Like, oh, you could have done better. Shame on you. You should have tried harder. You shouldn't have let the anxiety win. And, you know, of course I go through that, but I always end my night saying, as long as I explain to my daughter what's going on, and that she fully understands this is not coming from a place of an absent parent. This is coming from a parent who is suffering from something, but still is trying to be an involved parent. And that's all, that's all I can do. You know, I can't, she knows where my heart is and I have to keep, and that's all that matters too. Right. And as long as I keep myself with that understanding and with that realization that, you know, she knows, she knows, I'm not doing this because I don't want to support her, be involved. 
but there are days like that and it's you know and now you know next week I may not experience that there may be an event and I may be so excited to go just because I want to redeem myself and that happens too and then maybe the third time I can't go again that's just the reality or maybe I can the third time but your child, if your child is old enough to somewhat understand, you know, I, I definitely say communicate that. You need to educate your child just as well. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, that's grown folk business, what I decide to do. I, I don't need to explain myself to my child about whatever decision. Yeah, certain things you do. Because with this, your child, you're leaving your child up to assume whatever they want. And when the mind is not fully developed, there's a higher chance that they're going to assume incorrect things, probably 85% of the time. Why do that? Why do that? You know, and then, then, then you got a child, a human being growing up, resenting a certain thing that they, they weren't even correct about in the first place. That, you know, it doesn't. And then what anxiety is it causing for her? as well oh every time there's a school event my mom can't show up you don't think that that would that would start to cause anxiety for her that every time a school event comes up she she gets sad because her parent won't be there because she doesn't understand why her parent won't be there that wasn't you know my my goal was to lessen the anxiety for her not create it and intensify it and communication is big with that and again you know if your child is at the age or if you feel whatever age that child may be if you feel that they are um capable of understanding talk to them explain to them yeah no i totally agree i'm like open with isabella because like lately like she has books about her body and she loves to read and so she's brought certain questions up to me but also at the same time like she's still experiencing things that she's not does or doesn't know how to ask yet. Uh-huh. it was so but i'm there like i wonder what she's gonna ask me about sex and how is this conversation gonna go and i never thought that i would be here considering how i'm gonna talk to my daughter about sex you know right. or just to make sure she's respecting herself and but giving her words of affirmation so that that her that her brain can understand at nine not trying to push her into any type of mindset or make sure that she's informed like right. you had said that they understand what is going on yes i want to um go back to a point where you said what are the signs and symptoms of a child who may possibly be suffering with anxiety or social phobia and one major one that i left out was behavior and destructive behavior um, sometimes, and again, that can be easily chalk, chalked up to, oh, it's a boy. Boys are destructive. Or, oh, she's just going through puberty, so she's she's a little moody right now. It could be both of those things, most definitely, but it could also be something deeper. So always ask more questions to yourself. Always observe. Because especially in a child, there's a lot of things about a child that you can misdiagnose because they're constantly changing, you know, and they articulate themselves well enough. They don't even understand all of the emotions and how to properly express them, you know, so you just you, you really you really have to watch some things sometimes you know a kid who is having behavioral issues it has nothing to do with any mental illness it has everything to do with their environment 
Right. You know, which if that child is not out of that environment soon, yes, could develop mental illnesses because of that bad environment. You know, yeah. you. That's so mm-hmm. true. You know, or and like if you have a child, you know, who can read, like you said, buying books that teaches them about their body, buying books that teach them about their mind, about their emotions. All those things are helpful and they're not just helpful just because we're talking about mental illness. I mean, I think these things should just uh, right, be right. You should be letting your child your or children learn these things. You know, let's not wait till after high school for these these kids to learn this stuff. No. Let's start way sooner. <laughs> no, I totally agree with that. Let let, let them be in the know yeah. before it's even introduced by somebody else. That's like my fear that I feel like that's why I'm so like on top of things and trying to be because I don't want her to be strayed by somebody else telling her false information and then her be like, oh, okay, that's true. Right. And it's not true. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not fair to them and like I like you said, like you want to help them not be right. Hurt. So the best way is to give them the information that is the truth. Yep. Yes. When they're ready. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. When you feel they are capable of understanding the truth. I love it. Yes. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about on this subject? Um. No, I think I pretty much covered it. I mean, there's going to be a lot of uncertainties, you know, um, and a lot of trial and error. But I just think, um, you know, back when I was growing up as a kid, children were quiet. Now, you, you, you don't you don't speak and that's spoken to. You know, I believe I, what was the saying? I my grandma used to say something about quiet kids or silent kids or something like I, I don't know but that that was the thing you know so um children's opinions weren't valued they were not listened to you know oh every, anytime a kid acted out or showed some type of negative behavior you know we the, the parents go straight to discipline instead of trying to understand why why is this child acting this way is there a reason you know and I just want to stress that, please, our children, our children have voices just like we do. Our children experience things just like we do. They ex- believe it or not, yes, they do experience stress just like we do. Their body and mind experience stress just like ours does. You know, we can't just keep dismissing things because they're a child and they don't they don't know what they're talking about. Right. Right. No. Yeah. I basically call my daughter a little, like a little adult because they live their own world. Yes. But we also are parents in order to shape Mm -hmm. them. And to your point, when you're talking about when like you were little and basically it was like you entertained yourself or you were watching a show and you were by your, like I was by myself. And if I was crying, they'd be like, stop crying, you know? And it was just like, or if you did something incorrectly or wrong, you would get your butt whooped, right. you know? And versus like, why did you think that that was okay to do that? Right. Or did you understand the consequences of what it would be? Like, a, 
and maybe I was just not listening often and maybe my parents just told me multiple times that I would just never listen and that's why it would happen but like I also feel it's like a generational thing because like there's a huge like movement in a way for voices to be heard now like back then it wasn't it wasn't like that right it definitely was not <laughs> you know I couldn't explain you know oh well why were you acting up at dinner I couldn't I didn't get I wasn't given an opportunity to say because I'm having a rough day today I felt a lot of uh anxiety or a lot of um uncertainty in my day and I don't know how to process this so I'm acting out because that's the only thing I know how to do you know being being a kid no I I wasn't given an opportunity to explain that no so I'm I'm being you know I think a lot of parents I think a lot of parents like would write it off as like um you know kids they would always say kids have like have life easy right because someone else is taking care of you okay that's awesome but there's a choice made within having a child and they don't have it easy since birth they don't have it easy because they have to figure out who they are figure out the world who they are what's going on you know like (laughs) everything is new to them everything is like wow um okay not sure what to do with this but i'll figure it out right and especially if you don't have someone there like teaching you and, and overseeing you really then then you're gonna listen to anything anyone else right. say. like this might be a little off topic but this just I just want to point you know that taking the extra mile could actually save a lot of headache for you in the long run as a parent especially after you know working a long day at work and doing whatever adult things that you do in your day but okay with my daughter she gets very snotty or an attitude when she's hungry. Now, you know, if I didn't care to pay attention to what, okay, she's behaving this way consistently around this time frame, and usually it's when she's hungry. So, and, and she acts a little bit better when she gets some food in her system. Now, if I didn't choose to take that extra mile, I would have, you know, that I could have been disciplining her every time around that time just because she can't, she can't control her emotions because she's a child. She does not understand that, hey, you don't have to get cranky. Just say, I'm hungry. I need something. You know, what if I didn't take any of that into consideration? Now, every time she gets angry, it could cause a... It could cause her to to associate every time she gets um, hungry to a time of discipline, to a time of argument, to a time of bad tension between her and her mother or her parents. What is that going to cause? That's going to cause more anxiety. Right. So it is things you got to as parents, you know, and when we take on that role of protecting and trying to give our children a life where they struggle less than we did. Okay, and notice I say less because there's no point in any parent trying to think they're going to take away all struggle. That's not realistic. Lessen it most definitely. And um, when you take that extra mile to do that, you know, you're really thinking about the future, things that could happen that you can't really see right now, but you got to use your strength to see what this could be if something keeps going on and on and on. And like I said in the beginning, my goal with her was to always lessen this anxiety, not add to it or increase it. 
how it's going to require you to pay a lot of attention to your child. You know, I think that should be done anyways. You know, exactly. you know, if you know that mental illness runs in a family, if you have it and, and you think that your child is exhibiting certain things, take, put in the extra work, you know, start to, because, you know, children are just much like adults. They develop habits, they develop routines. You know, they have a personality that you can pretty much say this person is like this. So they're no different than anybody else. You have the tools, use them, you know, because it's all about the betterment of your child. And it's definitely about beating mental illness, beating it to a point where it's not generation after generation uh, destroying people or people right. not be able to reach their full potential exactly well said yes so that is the end of our podcast with talking about moms with a mental health condition and having a child and just noticing the signs of it so thank you so much daily until next time yes yes Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Have a you good too. Bye. Bye. So you guys, thank you so much for listening to the snippets of my six days of the Project Liz. Those were experiences that um, I went through in those six days span and I wanted to keep everything current for you guys. So on the next podcast, you can look forward to how my mentoring went. So the day I went on with nine different women, um, five minutes for each of them and lots of follow up has um, been occurring. And so I will be sharing with you how that experience went for me. I will also be um, doing kind of a business card drawing for that. So I have over 100 business cards of people locally. Um, a lot of them, well, all, actually all of them are on my mailing list for both of the businesses that um, I'm focusing on right now. Not so much um, the third business currently because it's just not in season as it is winter here in Ohio. Um, but what I'm going to do is actually draw... I am going to do five business cards from um, my little pouch that I have of business cards, and I will be reading them off to you guys on my next podcast, so then you will know who these people are, people within my network. Then what I will be doing is myself um, doing a follow-up with them just to challenge myself to get more out there. So I'll be setting up a one-to-one with them. Yes, they're on my mailing list. They get notifications about what I'm doing, but a one-to-one allows me to sit down with them, see what they're doing, what their projects are, what needs they have, what where I can fit in to help them, um, where I need them, maybe, you know, just it's a one-to-one conversation. It really gets you into the social entrepreneurship, the networking with different people. So I'm super excited to be sharing my network with you guys. So there will be five people that I will read off to you guys. If you guys want to connect with them, um, 
then connect with them. Let me know and I can formally introduce you to them. It's the proper way to do a networking relationship um, as far as business and connecting other people to one another. Because at one time I, I met this person. So I am your key to the next um, step with them. So just to make it very professional, that's what you should do. But um, let's get out of that serious bubble. So um, my podcast is going to be dropping every Wednesday. I know tonight is like right on the cusp of it being Thursday, but it's only because I've debated about posting this podcast, trying to figure out my my way of doing it. Um, and that's the most important way is how it's going to how I'm going to do it um, to make this a success for myself and also for my listeners. So make sure if you guys have any um, anything further that you want to discuss with me, um, leave it in the comments. You can email me at findyourstyle.life at gmail.com. You can um, reach out to me on all my social medias I've talked to in my podcast before. Again, thank you so much for listening. And um, I want you guys to feel comfortable with what it is I'm talking about um, on my podcast. And so I appreciate you guys listening to me share with you Project Liz. I am the founder of Find Your Style Life. I'm super excited to be doing this for myself, but also to be helping other people connect and grow and just having that self-talk and mindset to be healthy. So you guys, thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe to all my channels on my social media, as well as to your podcast near you. Make sure you um, download my podcast so you can listen to it on the go, as well as come uh, become a sponsor. Help me as I'm an entrepreneur get through this time and just help me continue on to make podcasts to help other people and grow myself. Thank you so much. See y'all later. Holla!